Hey there, friends. It's Nick. So I can't remember how much I told you a couple of weeks ago, because it feels like it's a long time, but you might remember if you were listening that I was in London for a few days. I was attending Robert McKee's final live series of story lectures. So the last time he's going to be in London in person, he's 82. McKee, if you remember, is the the kind of the, the guy who teaches storytelling to storytellers. He's coached for decades. He's coached uh, storytelling executives, scriptwriters, screenwriters, novelists, actors. You know, he's he's been big for a long time. In fact, I bought his book, Story, in 2002, and it had already been out a few years by then. And what was really interesting about this experience, and again, I might have said this before, but I think it, it, it goes to a conversation I've been having with myself and others this week. Right at the start of the lectures, and this is a three-day series. He does five 90-minute lectures a day for three days straight. And he'd already, he told us the rules. This is the guy who is totally in command of his material, which is one important aspect of this. He is totally confident in what he knows and his ability to communicate it. And he's been doing essentially... It's, it's a stretch there. He's been doing essentially the same lecture for 20 or 30 years. In fact, many of the examples he used in the lecture that I went to two weeks ago are in the book that I bought in 2002, right? So he's a guy that's totally in command of his work and he's 82. And basically he doesn't, he doesn't care what other people think. I mean, I think that that seems pretty clear from the way he presents himself. We got in there and it's very obvious straight away that if we want to come and visit him in his world, his business world, we come in on his terms. Yeah, so he was very clear right from the start. If your phone goes off when I'm speaking, I'm going to find you on the spot. If you're late for a lecture, don't come in. And um, he also said this, he said, for the last few years, and really his, his tone was sarcastic, he said, for the last few years, I've been told I must deliver trigger warnings for my lectures. So here's my trigger warning. I will use bad bucking language. And there's that kind of ripple that goes through, that went through the audience because you're not supposed to swear in a lecture hall when you're, you, when you're 82, you're not supposed to use that language. And then he said something really interesting. He said, I swear because swearing creates energy. And actually, if you've seen the, the 2002 movie adaptation, it's got Nicolas Cage in it. He's a writer. And there's a short scene where he goes to a McKee seminar. And McKee in the movie is, isn't played by himself. He's played by Brian Cox, who's obviously you know, a brilliant actor. You may have seen him recently in Succession, where he he's, plays quite a similar irascible old man. And in that movie clip adaptation, you see him as McKee break into this kind of monologue of of swearing and invective about storytelling and the world. And this was interesting to me in, in context of, in context of bringing people in to your world, McKee was an example of, of someone who seemed totally comfortable with themselves. I mean, I guess when you, you know, you're 82, you don't, you don't, you don't care what people think of you. Right. And he is in command of both his material and the audience and the kind of the rules under which 
people can talk to him or people can be part of that world. And when he said about the energy, it really made me think about this idea in Jungian psychology. Jordan Peterson's talked about it a lot. Alan Watts talks about it as well, the, um, the Jungian kind of philosopher from a while ago. It's going back to this idea of the shadow where when you're comfortable enough, I mean, I know a few people actually who, who just, they just swear, but it's not, they don't have any of that kind of, um, guilt or shame or any of that kind of stuff that I have when I even think about using a swear word when they care enough, there you go. We care, we swear because we care when they care enough. It comes out, and I'm not just talking about the people who, for him, swearing is just kind of a natural thing. I'm talking about people who get passionate, who have that fire, that energy, that kind of thing that I've feel like I've been chasing for a long time. And this idea of the shadow, the Jungian thing, is really that when we act, when we we go to those repressed parts of ourselves, the parts that have stayed hidden because you know society, for one reason or another or our upbringing or whatever it might be frowned on them. There's a lot of energy there when we actually become that kind of integrated person, you know, the kind of person who swears when it's appropriate. And, you know, there's, there's you know, we can talk a lot about the kind of the, the different types of repression. You could talk about sexuality, for example, but you know, an obvious one for me in business is aggression because aggression is something that our society Certainly the society that I grew up on really frowned on. I mean, even on the football field or something, it was, you know, it's all fair play and what have you, which is, which is, which is fair enough. But actually there is, there is plenty of times in life where actually controlled aggression, controlled anger, even rage in some sense could give you the power to get through something, to, to you know, to push through a boundary, you know, building, building businesses is hard. It's hard work. And my feeling is we need the energy and I've been aggressive in a controlled way, in a sort of politely aggressive a few times in my business life when, when it was needed, but it's not something that comes naturally. And I think at the start of this year, or maybe the end of last year, I, I did a podcast about wanting to swear more, but really it's about wanting to access that energy without feeling, without feeling like, you know, my grandma or my, you know, my, my dad is looking down at me and sort of shaking their head because I'm not being my best self. Whereas if you take the Jungian point of view, actually, if we want to be our best selves, we need to be, we need to be comfortable enough to look inside ourselves, to look for the things that, that make us ashamed and accept that into the whole body of us because doing that we get that energy and the other work the other obvious thing of course is creativity you know when we're kids we're massively creative and then at the point where that gets for most of us kind of socialized away um and uh, there's so much energy in just making stuff whether it's you know writing a novel or making a crappy five or six minute podcast like this in any case, this is part of what, what we need to do, I think, if we want to get that energy to build the business, to help make our story mean business. Thanks for listening. If you want to dig deeper into the stuff that I do, search online for story.business. Bye now.